Hello, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um, actually, it's not Adele. Surprise, it's not, surprise. It's not Adele. It's um. Wait, put your phone on airplane mode. Oh, very nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're professionals here. We're professionals. Um, we won't get the radio. So, <laughs> it's Ash and MK, and this is Highland. Highland. Um. We're currently in my room, sipping on Slurpees, uh, in quarantine, life is good, um, and we're doing something a little different today. What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we were doing anything different, that's weird. Um, Um, So we will be watching Jennifer's Jennifer's Body, Body. But as we've been calling it, Jennifer's Jen's booty, booty because Jen's booty. Jen's booty because um, what is it called? Apple autocorrected it. So that oh, correct. The, yes. the company of Apple. Apple. Steve Jobs himself personally is a sexist and said we're gonna be objectifying. Not Jennifer liking today. this movie is like actually misogynist. Like yeah, and we'll we'll break that down. <laughs> if you don't believe us yet, you will by the end of this video. Trust me trust you will be dealt with (laughs) (laughs) you will be dealt with um yeah so we're just gonna be watching the movie basically and sprinkling a little commentary breaking down yeah the big moments of the movie and then we're just gonna talk about honestly jennifer's body as a whole we're just trying out a new we're trying to find our our format so i feel like you're gonna be doing the heavy lifting because like you know, like, A, you're, like, a film student, so you'll have Well, Jennifer's body has been kind of my, um, personal... What is the word that I'm looking for? Like, personal... Inspiration? No, but, Aesthetic. like, it's, like, the thing that I, like, advocate for. Like, I advocate for it's Jennifer's body. It's, like, the hill body. you'll die on. Yeah, it's really... Because I think it was just done so dirty. It's such a good movie, and really, like was rejected at the time and Diablo Cody who wrote it also wrote Juno and like her name was dragged through the mud Megan Fox's name was dragged through the mud mm-hmm. all for nothing it's actually a really it's good an movie, excellent movie with really good dialogue and really the good dialogue themes. is batshit crazy like that in the same way that Juno's is it is like it's the same thing where there's a lot of one-liners like it's very quotable very funny He's really smart and developed teenage teenage girl characters. Like, it is very much Juno in that sense, but then it's also, like, a slasher film, which I love horror movies personally, so it's, like, really, it's, I love this movie so much. Yeah. So, the plot of Jennifer's Body, I mean, if, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is that there's this really hot teenage girl and her best friend Needy? And it's Megan Fox. And, and also, it's Megan Fox. So funny that the best the best friend Needy is played by Amanda Seyfried, and she's supposed yeah. to be like the ugly one, which is just. But she is actually very pretty. But, You're both. Hot. But she's made to look like nerdy in the movie. She's still hot, but like whatever. She wears glasses or whatever. She wears glasses, and her hair is kind of frizzy. <laughs> and her hair is like in a ponytail. So crazy, but um yeah. So they go to. A concert with a new indie band. Not a concert. It's like they go to a local it's a good bar. Show, yeah. Yeah. And there there's a band there, an indie band from the city playing a gig in their hometown of Devil's Kettle. And the by the way, I'm I'm doing spoilers if you guys didn't assume. Um 
But and if you don't want them, then then go watch them be yourself. And watch them be yourself back, and come back. Yeah. Um, and so they basically take Jennifer, sacrifice her to the devil, to become a famous indie band. And but the problem is that Jennifer is not a virgin. She's not even a backdoor virgin, <laughs> which is yes, a line from the film. And so it doesn't fully work, and basically a demon possesses her body, and then to stay young and beautiful, she eats boys, basically. And then, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, chaos ensues. Yes. Before we start, <laughs> I think it's worth discussing, actually, the marketing mm-hmm. of the movie. Uh, yeah before it came out and why it was received like and how that could have led to why it was perceived the way it was yeah so ash so tell me tell me what's up well now i'm nervous <laughs> take it okay away. yeah so like i said um diablo cody and um the director karen kusama i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but that's how it's spelt i think so. yeah that's how it's spelt um so they obviously really wanted to make this movie. They were really passionate about it. Um, they wanted to explore, you know, the toxic, fe- the toxicity in female friendships that can be brought on by, you know, the patriarchy, um, putting pressure on the girls, and like I think that's definitely explored really well throughout the movie. Um, as someone who's had a few toxic friendships in the day. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Huh? Um, and so, but the film, although made for teenage girls, was marketed to teenage boys. So they were, you know, being sold Megan Fox, the sexy girl who was in, um, you know... Transformers. Transformers. And shit. Yeah. And being told that they were gonna, you know, see nudity. Like, they right. were being they were being told that they were gonna see some sexy stuff. And really all they're seeing is, like, gore and uh, a and, girl. And, like, weird dialogue. And, yeah, yeah, and, like, <laughs> dialogue that's more directed towards women to find funny. And, yeah. like, and a girl looking really scary eating teenage boys. Teenage girls weren't going to see the film, and teenage boys would go and then be disappointed by the fact that they just were not getting what they were promised in the trailers. Right. And it was just not taken seriously, obviously, because at the time, especially, like, many most teenage girl Mm storylines weren't taken seriously, especially in the horror genre. Yeah. So it was just, like, literally a, a... just a recipe for disaster, um, which is really unfair because obviously now it's like a cult classic and it has a lot of like really good. Do you think if it um, had come out now and it was marketed the same exact way, the same thing would have happened, or do you think that it would have been things would have gone differently? I guess it's impossible to say, but what? Do yeah, you I don't even think so. I feel like there's something to be said about like movies bombing at first and then becoming popular later it's like i think that has a part like that has something to do with their late success like i don't think they would have ever done it done well if they were put out they're always gonna do better like after the fact for some reason and it's like if your film makes people uncomfortable or like i mean i always say this about like the most recent season 
of Twin Peaks, like, the reboot, which Mm -hmm. I still have problems with because I feel like the first one did, like, surrealism correct, like, or not correctly, but in a way that, like, was good but also, like, kept you watching, Mm -hmm. even if it made you feel uncomfortable, but, like, this last one was just, like, straight up boring, like, and made me, like, uncomfortable with how boring it was, Mm -hmm. which now I realize, like, is the point that it's supposed to make you uncomfortable and not, like, you're not supposed to, like, enjoy it. Yeah, but... but there's also a line of, like, I understand when um people make things and, like, it's like, oh, it's supposed to, you know, if it's a... Like, I tweeted about this the other day about, um because I was re-watching Asylum, the American Horror Story mm-hmm. season, and it's, like, a very confusing season, but at the same time, you're... And you never really know what's real or what's fake or anything, and, like, at the same time, it's supposed to make you feel like that because you're you know, watching a show about an asylum and, you know, you feel, like, as crazy as the patients do or as crazy as the characters do. But this, there's also, like, a limit of, that's, like, makes it frustrating for your audience. Yeah. I think also Ryan Murphy famously just has, like, no internal logic in his shows Yeah, so it it became really frustrating. Just there was so many different storylines and I was like, what the fuck do you want me to focus on? Like, I can't even... Like, this isn't even enjoyable at this point. Yeah. Like, pick a struggle. Pick a We got struggle. Nazis. We got aliens. <laughs> we got... I don't even... Serial killers that wear your skin. Like, it's really girl. It's too much. Girl. Um, I'm a freak for Samuel Beckett, who, like, makes... Or made... He's dead now. Like, plays that are, like, weird to watch and, like, nothing happens. But, like, I don't know. They got that... Did he make cats? <laughs> no. Okay. That's fucking... Um, that was, like, inspired by T.S. Eliot somehow, and I don't know if he wrote it or what. But Samuel the person who made it was unrelated. a weird guy. I know. My friend who's a theater geek um, yeah. told me about it. That's all I know about theater. I really want to watch Cats. Maybe we should do a Cats episode. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I don't Absolute, know if I can do it. Absolutely not. I don't know if I can do it. Like, even for the gag of it all. Um. Okay, so speaking of mental asylums, uh, that is where our film... Oh my god, what a segue. Wait, wait, wait. That's an amazing segue and I don't want to ruin it, but I do want to just say this one line. Okay, no, continue what you're going to say and I'm going to say it again. Okay, Okay. deal, deal. Which we have (laughs) Don't edit out the first one, though. (laughs) I want them to know. (laughs) Okay. Oh my god. (laughs) So tell me. Um, So when Cody, um, I guess she... uh, Kusama and Cody... um, you know, contacted the marketing team that was working on the film at the time. I don't know the details of it, but they apparently... Com- <laughs> and his name was... <laughs> and his name... This is his name. This is his address. Send him <laughs> homemade. Tear no, him okay. apart! Um, and they emailed him why they were... Why the ads were being um, created this way and why they weren't accurately representing the film. Um, and Cody said that they got the response. Jennifer's sexy. She steal your boyfriend. Um, did he? He didn't lie though. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, she didn't lie. Jennifer, they didn't lie, but they're kind of missing the point. That was the Jennifer issue. is sexy, and she will steal your boyfriend and murder him. and murder him. Yeah, but it's about much more than that. I really think it is like a feminist. Oh, of course. Slasher film, which is, like, the greatest slasher film. Well, that was my... And it's not even, like, a poorly... It's not even, like, like a man's sad attempt at, like, making revenge 
like a, a feminist revenge movie, you know? Yeah. How like the the like I don't know if it's I've very even watched weird to one. Me when men do that because it's yeah. like I you know, I love you that you're an ally, but like is it your place? Yeah, and it just like oh, no. it's it's just not done with like any tact or any like mm. real knowledge of of what they're doing. Uh, tact. And this... Well, you know what it is though. It's not like a simple revenge thing where it's like, oh, well, like women are done dirty, so like fuck yeah. men, like I'm gonna kill them. It's like about the complexities that like occur within female yeah. friendships, like either as a result or like in tandem with. Yeah, uh, it's really like, more about like a toxic friendship than anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But there's also like an element of how um, boys can get in the way and make like the patriarchy can make girls be toxic it's towards each other. Also, really interesting because because it's, like, it's all like all the boys that she's at- she attacks are like people that either like needy or needy kind of has like a soft spot for yeah yeah other than the first boy but like she goes after needy's boyfriend she goes after that random emo boy but we're getting we're getting off topic um, but also wait what the hell was i gonna say i don't know i'm like i'm literally lost right now i'm like wired off of this slush <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> i swear to god oh my god um it's, like, this weird thing where, like, the boys think of Jennifer as being extremely powerful and having all of this power and, like, being the dominant one, which she is, because it's, like, she has something that they want, mm-hmm. her pussy, mm-hmm. and it's up to her whether she, you know. But then when you think about it another step, it's, like, she only has that power because it's been given to her by the men who are attracted to her. Yeah. So it's, like, this really weird symbiotic, like... And it's also, like, she, like... It's also not even fully power. Like, it's, like, this... It's, like, a tainted power. I don't know why I just said the word taint. (laughs) Anyway. But it's, like, you know, she has to stay hot to keep that power. She has to stay, like... Which is, you know, part of the reason that, like, when she starts getting ugly and whatever, she, like, is not... Like, it makes her freak out and she has to eat more boys. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, she's getting her... She's literally getting her fuel from men the way that girls... Have to get validation, not have to. Guys, but you feel should see my eyes right validation. now. My eyes are open, so my third eye just her third shot eye open, open, decalcified. But it's like she's literally getting her fuel, fuel from, from the men. men. Yeah, that she can see. Before she was a demon, she was getting it through validation and through attention. Now she's literally oh, getting it from their the flesh. The symbolism. And that's what I'm saying. There's, like, levels to the shit. <laughs> it is not just your run-of-the-mill revenge porn, like... Shit, it's... <laughs> I just choked on my slushie. <coughs> Isn't revenge porn, like, when people Revenge porn post... is when you, like, post, like, your ex's nudes. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I meant. Don't do that. <laughs> I just and You will be prosecuted. You will be prosecuted. Um... Uh... Yeah. Let me make sure we're still recording, because that would suck. Okay. No, we are. Okay. I think right. we, like, covered... So is it time? I think it's time. Speaking of mental asylums, <laughs> our film opens um, at some sort of correctional facility for the uh, criminally insane. I want to start with, so it's Amanda Seyfried, Cyf- or whatever the hell her name is, and Letters and Santa- she is in prison. She's in prison. And this is her monologuing. 
I wasn't always this cracked. I used to be normal. Well, as normal as any girl under the influence of teenage hormones. But after the killings began, I started to feel, I don't know, loose around the edges or something. God, I hate this fucking song. Hi guys, we ended up just doing a, a commenting on a scene that basically introduces Jennifer and Needy's relationship. It's right after the monologue, which I cut out most of, but I left like a part that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so sorry if there's uh, any confusion. Please bear with us. We're still kind of getting the hang of what format we want to use, but yeah, I'll let you guys get back to it. Bye. Hey, Monastat. What's up, Vagisil? You and me are going out tonight. Uh, tonight? Why? Because Low Shoulder are playing at Melody Lane. They're this indie rock band from the city. I saw their MySpace page, and the lead singer's extra salty. Plus, there'll be lots of other salty morsels there for you. Come on, Needy. I promised Chip that I would hang out with him tonight. Boo, cross out Needy. What time is the show? We'll pick you up at 8.30. My mom has a date with that guy that owns the ham store. Seems nice. Wear something cute, okay? Okay. Wear something cute meant something very specific in Jennifer's speak. It meant I couldn't look like a total zero, but I couldn't upstage her either. I could expose my stomach, but never my cleavage. Tits were her trademark. Those jeans are hella low. I can almost see your front butt. It's a rock show. This is my rock look. Well, I can see like your womb, so. I've never even heard of Low Shoulder. Which one is Jennifer stalking? The lead singer. Girls like her don't go out with drummers. Thanks a lot. No offense. I mean, she'd probably make an exception if you were like a drummer who's also a lead singer. Like Phil Collins. Who's Phil Collins? Forget it. He's seminal, but whatever. Anyway, the singer guy, Jennifer says he's extra salty, so. Salty. Salty means beautiful. Well, then you must be soy sauce, babe. Jennifer's here. How do you know? Before she gets annoyed. You always do what Jennifer tells you to do. No, I don't. It's just that I like the same things that she likes. We have stuff in common. That's why we're Biffs. You guys don't have anything in common. Yeah, okay, Joe. Would you like to comment? Yeah, let's comment. Let's comment. <laughs> let's discuss. Oh, shit. I guess we've got the let's discuss. A 2003. Okay. The way that I... Let's talk toxic friendships. Let's talk toxic friendships and let's unpack. Well, I think that, oh my God, this is just so familiar of having a friend who like just low-key dominates you, but like you don't, 
it's almost like you can see it happening, but, like, also you don't feel like it's really happening because you're like, oh, okay, I'm fine with this. So yeah, like, why not? But you also, not? yeah, you, like, justify in your brain. Yeah. You're like, you're like, yeah, she, like, makes me feel like shit from time to time, and, like, I do whatever she says, and, like, if I fuck up, then, like, that's my ass. <laughs> but when thing when she does like what I'm doing, things are so fun. We have so much yeah, fun Yeah, exactly. And, we like, so- she's so cool. I'm so lucky that I have a friend who's so cool and so pretty and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And you think that, like, if you were to lose that friendship, you would somehow, like, lose part of your own worth. Right, I think Because that-, that person has become such a dominating, like, force in your life that, yeah like, you're they're like, almost your world how am like, i supposed to do anything without them like how am i supposed to be with a how am i supposed to go to a party and talk to people without having them by my side how could i who else am i gonna go to that? things with yeah exactly and like and i feel like when you don't seem so dire when you don't have a very strong sense of self or just less of caring you know if we do this or that like yeah you're like okay it's fine like that they choose all the things we do or everything we do is yeah. on their terms because i don't even know what, what on my terms would be like True. i don't have a preference like yeah. sure you you want me to like wear this thing instead of that thing like fine okay, i'm whatever. happy either way yeah like yeah. but then it starts getting suffocated that's not your fault for being a more of a wishy-washy like like easy not going as, not as um sure of like who you are what you're into or all those things like you can still have friends that don't treat you like that yeah like, it's definitely not your fault but it is like when i was in one of those type of friendships like through a majority of my middle school high school career like i definitely was the type of person who wasn't sure what to wear or what to say or what to do and it was really it was almost easier for me to have someone dominating all of that for me making those decisions for me but the cost was that when they didn't like what i was doing that i would be treated like shit and that's not fair that's either. really not fair i don't think i've ever had in recent years at least really like a yeah I haven't had like a bad like friendship where it's like I've had a bad relationship where they make me feel like shit but like not a friendship in recent years but I have had friendships where I definitely kind of get I don't even know like steamrolled I guess would be the word yeah um which is not a great feeling chip is like okay i don't understand this like why are you letting chip being needy's boyfriend yeah who's so cute like like cute like a baby like not yeah but he looks about 15 he looks about yeah which is so funny because like needy and jennifer like amanda and megan fox are like they look like 22 he was At probably, least. like, 20. Yeah. And no. they were probably, like, 23 or something. Yeah. I think it might be the haircut. But, the haircut. so he's like, why are you, like, putting up with this and letting her treat you like that? Which, like, valid point, Chip, but I don't think he understands the relationship enough. And he's kind of, like, shaming and blaming Needy instead of trying mm-hmm. to understand. He's like, why are you, like, always just, like, doing whatever she wants? And, like, he's probably a little hurt that, like... It gets in the way of, of yeah, his relationship time. with Needy. Yeah. Okay, question. Also, Needy's in love with Jennifer. I was gonna say, in the beginning, we didn't record this, but it's, like, Jennifer being a cheerleader and Needy's sitting in the bleachers watching a pep rally, Jennifer's doing her little routine, whatever, and then 
uh, Jennifer waves at her and Needy waves back. And then a girl, like, sitting next to her is like, you're such a les or whatever the fuck. She, like, says... You're so... You're such a... I don't even know shit. But she basically calls her a les. And is, like... And and her last name is Lesnicky. Her last name... Yeah, her name is Needy Lesnicky. But what do you think? Do you think that Needy's in love with Jennifer? I do think she is. Um, do you think I, she's, like, sexually attracted to Jennifer? Yes. 100%. Um, she literally, like, makes out with her, and Jennifer knows this and uses it to for her own gain. I also feel like Needy loves Chip, though. She can't be a bi-con? Yeah, no, she does. <laughs> she can't be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I'm kidding. But, yeah, I do think that her love for Jen is... But I think it's also, like, one of those things where lines get so blurred. Like, she also, like, you know, also wants to be her in a sense. Like, do, it's, it's like, yeah. one of the questions where it's, like, does she want to be her or does she want to be with her? Like, it's both, yeah. you know? And that's why it's so, like, such a messed relationship. Like, it's so twisted. And that's another thing about these, like, super long, like, we've been friends since the sandbox thing. They're, like, obsessed with saying we've been friends with the sandbox thing. And, like, that excuses so much, like, bad behavior. And I'm not saying that you can't have friends that you've had for that long. But, like, you have to sit back and ask yourself, like, is this friendship still giving me anything positive in my life? Is it bringing me down? Is it too stressful? That at this point it might be better to cut it off. Because it's so hard to cut off those type of friendships. It's scary. You don't want to lose that person that you've had forever in your life. But at some point you have to you have to really ask yourself and be like, is it worth it for me? And sometimes it's not and that's okay. And that is okay. I, the one thing that frustrates me and I, you know, I think most, like, most if not all of the people who've, like, been in my life for a while are, like, good about this, but... I hate people seeing you only as the person you've been and yeah. not really making room for the possibility that, like, you could grow and change. Exactly. Uh, I don't like that. And that's that. I haven't had that experience. I feel like I didn't really change that much in, in the time that I was friends with the person who I'm no longer friends with, but... Um, it still, like, was toxic for Do other Do you think reasons. you changed... Like I think I changed after 100%, and I think it was keeping me from changing, but um, if you change in midst of the friendship and then they can't accept that, then that's, you know, I think just, yeah. as, just as wrong of them to do. Yeah. All right, so now they're going to The Rock Show, which is... The Rock Show. I think they need two groupies. No, no, come on. Don't be so cheesy, Needy. They're just boys. Morsels. We have all the power. Don't you know that these things, these are like smart bumps, okay? You point them in the right direction and shit (laughs) gets real. Hi. Hi. Uh, (laughs) I um, just wanted to meet you or something. I'm Jennifer Check, and this is my friend. Hi. Nikolai, this is, uh, this guy's my dad. Low shoulder. Yeah, we've heard, I've heard about you. You play your instruments really super good. Thank you. We are professionals. Hey, 
sorry, could I ask you a question? Um, why would you want to play all the way out here in Devil's Kettle? You live in the city, right? Yeah, uh, but you know, I think it's really important sometimes to try and connect with our fans in the shitty areas, too. That's amazing. <laughs> can I, um, can I buy you a drink? Sure, what are we having? They have this really awesome 9-11 tribute shooter. It's red, white, and blue, but you have to drink it really fast or it turns brownish. All right, well, we'll drink it fast. Okay. okay. I'll be right back. Um, hey, how, how are you going to get alcohol? Uh, I'll just play Hello Titty with a bartender. Wow, what an interesting <laughs> part of events. Well, yeah, it's like just so many sexual politics that yeah. are to be unpacked there. Are we going to unpack it all? Up to you. Sure. I mean, I don't know if I'm keeping... Well, like, okay, it's interesting because it's like Jennifer is under the impression that, like, she's using her sexuality in a way that is empowering, which is a buzzword or whatever, and I feel like people use it and don't even, like know what it means you know what i mean i don't know if i even know what it means like i i feel like i really struggle with that too knowing like what i mean or i have at least i feel like i've maybe now figured it out what it means for myself but i think it's really hard um the idea of like sexual empowerment for Mm. women because there's so many it's not just, oh, have sex and then you will be empowered. It's like we're also dealing with this patriarchy that is telling us, um, you know, if you're not giving it up, you're a prude. If you're giving it up, you're a slut. And if you're sexually empowered, then you still feel like shit because you're still abiding by those rules in your brain. Like, does oh, that make sense? No, no. Yeah. And it's like if you think like, oh, okay, I you know, need to be doing X, Y, Z to, like, the thing that gets me annoyed is that people use the word, like, well, first of all, like, it's, they'll be like, oh, I feel so empowered, instead of saying, like, I feel so powerful, and empowered implies that, like, you're getting the power from somewhere, it's being given to you from something, so it's like, oh, like, sexuality is empowering, like, meaning, like, sexuality gives you power. Now my eyes are wide. (laughs) Her third eye open. But, like, it's just weird to me because, because it's, it's different. You aren't for, getting the power from anywhere else. You have to get that power. The from power yourself. belongs within you already. And you've had it. You can't take yeah. it. You can't. The patriarchy tells you. Right, that and it's like you have the have power to, the to power. decide whether you want to do something or not, or be away or not, or whatever. And that's up to you and your own decisions and like your circumstances and your positioning, whatever. But if you feel like, oh, okay, like, a powerful woman is, you know, Looks someone... Like this, so or, I'm gonna be like that. Yeah, like, like... Then I, you're just gonna do yourself a disservice. Right, whether it's day. like, whether it's like, oh, if I'm being, like, or, or essentially what it means is being morally correct or living your life in a certain type of way or whatever, like, the, being forced by, like, outside pressures to either, like, never have sex until you get married or, or like, just, like, have you know, random sex or whatever, like, if the decision isn't from you, then, then the decision isn't from you, you're being coerced by something, you know? Yeah. I guess coerced isn't the right word when it isn't, like, someone literally being coercive, but, like, a coercive, discursive ting. Yeah. And then this dude's, like, I know girls like that, 
Like they the, show it off and they never give it out. Which teases, te- which I think it's interesting because this guy's like obviously a little older and I think that there was a generational shift that happened when there was still sort of a taboo about like premarital sex where it was like that kind of was. Like, I want to say it's, like, early 2000s versus, like, mid-2000s, where then it became less. Because we're actually fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so the band starts playing. The song's not very good. Then the bar that they're playing at burns down. It's really horrifying. Jennifer and Needy... Jennifer's, like, in shock. I don't know, hypnotized or whatever the fuck. And by the lead singer. By the lead singer, yeah. Basically, we believe, we are led to believe that the lead singer has done something which A, started the fire, and B, has hypnotized Jennifer. He's just like a demonic He's presence. just definitely He's a just demonic like, presence. Yeah. He's like twisted and evil. Whether he in- did it or not isn't specified, but he's definitely a shady character. Most certainly. And then they get out, and then... Needy's like, oh my god, like, are you okay? Let's go home. Jennifer's still totally zonked. And then the lead singer's like, come to my van. And, like, is, like, giving her alcohol. And Needy's like, Jennifer, let's go home. What the fuck? And Jennifer's like, shut up, Needy. Goes into the van. Needy goes home. Is worried for Jennifer. Then Jennifer basically, like, shows up in her house. and Mm, All bloody. All bloody, looking really pale and messed up. And then like vomits like this black sludge or is eating like a raw chicken from needy's fridge and then vomits black sludge and then it looks as if jennifer's like about to fucking eat needy and she like puts her like mouth in her neck and then suddenly just like runs away yeah and now it's the next day everyone at school is talking about like the horrific fire multiple people died and then jennifer rolls up acting like everything's normal (laughs) and like a huge bitch she's just being a bitch and gaslighting the shit out of needy as toxic friends do oh lord my phone just fell where's it at monastat you're all right yeah why wouldn't i be so last night at my house, you were... You have a tendency to overreact. You remember when we were in Girl Scout camp and you totally thought that there was an earthquake, but it was just two guys with a ghetto blaster? People died, Jennifer. It's like all over the news. National news. Anybody that we know? We know everyone. Sucks to be them, I guess. What is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Besides the obvious surface flaws. I knew it was real. I'd been up all night scrubbing the carnage off the linoleum. (laughs) Please don't talk to yourself. It's one of your more freakish, needy behaviors, and it makes us both look like total gay lords. Oh, fuck, you need a manny bad. You should find a Chinese chick to buff your situation. She's also being very offensive. Yeah. <laughs> On no many worry. a level. But she's a bitch. She's Jennifer's not a good problematic. Person. Yeah. But, you know, where is that coming from? She <laughs> obviously just experienced a trauma. Are you trying to defend Jennifer? No, I'm just saying, I'm just, like, saying that, um, 
like she's gaslighting her friend and it's like obviously she's insecure in herself i'm just like saying why these mm-hmm. people act the way that i'm they joshing do, i'm know? joshing yeah no i'm joking because um, i am a registered psychologist yes so ash has received her degree a master's in psychology and a phd in medical science <laughs> And um, a second PhD in having a fat ass. That's true. So, <laughs> Can confirm. Um, yeah, but I just think it's, I don't know, it's just interesting. It's interesting. I just, oh my god. It's like, you want to just scream at needy, like, stop being dumb and just, like... Stop being friends with this Stop girl. being friends with She's this... obviously a bitch. Right. But then you're like, obviously, it's different when you're in the situation. Of course, of course. You know? No, I, I can, like, even watch this movie with this perspective because I'm, like, so far out of being in that position. But, like, I'm, I'm, when I first watched this movie, I was probably just like, Jennifer's hot. Like, <laughs> I don't Jennifer's sexy, Jennifer, steal your boyfriend. Literally, I was probably like, Jennifer's sexy, Jennifer, steal your boyfriend, which is kind of still how I watch this movie. But, like, you know, there are also um, social commentary uh, to be made and uh, reviewed. Jennifer would call you a gay lord and then eat you. And... Literally, she would. Oh my god, and I would totally just be absolutely. <laughs> Falling for her tricks, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, I think you might want to talk to the school shrink. I'm not saying that to be a dill hole. Okay, if I don't tell Whoppers that I'm not crazy. I didn't say you were crazy. It's just <laughs> everybody's a little messed up about this, and it's okay to feel... Discombobulated? Yeah, fucked up. Hey, Meanie. Oh my god, this guy. Oh, hi, Colin. I heard you were there last night in the fiery trenches. In the fiery trenches. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't die. Oh my god, wait, I'm cracking the code. Okay, I'm cracking that code. That random emo guy who just came up, Chip and Jennifer, have all have something in common. Needy's attracted to them. And so, in the beginning, Needy is like, I was as normal as any teenage girl, like, with raging hormones. So, like, this is literally about Needy's, like, sexuality. <laughs> That's valid. Is that valid? That's so valid, yeah. Thank you. I think it's definitely an asshole because she is like attracted to all these people and that's what like and then Megan, uh then Jennifer goes after them and eats them. Literally her sexuality is a destructive force. <laughs> this is what we've realizing, like, and this is the code we've cracked, is that like this movie's insanely dark. Like there's the mm-hmm. like seminal scene of Jennifer walking down the body and, uh, <laughs> Jennifer walking Jennifer down the hallway in, like, the pink, like, velour, like, zip-up and, like, and the like, low-rise jeans. Like, she's the, the, you always see that gif, but it excludes the wider context where it's, like, everybody wasn't themselves. Like, we were numb Everyone with pain, so like, after the fire. <laughs> and she's just walking down the hallway, like, working, like, it's so... It's dark. so dark. It's so macabre that we like. And she's like flipping <laughs> her hair, and she's like. The gift was on Tumblr a billion times, like on every Instagram edit, like so many people's icons. Literally, no one Yo. takes this movie seriously because it's about a teenage Low girl. levels. Tragedy at Melody Lane, then the murder of Jonas Cosell. Boring. 
Jesus. As I was saying, Jennifer. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. I finally have some good news to share with all of you. The members of the rock and roll group Low Shoulder have decided to extend a helping hand to our community. As you all know, their song, Through the Trees. There's a girl wearing a low shoulder t shirt. Unofficial anthem of unity Wait, and healing. Have you never and they have decided Jennifer's to release it before? as a no, benefit single. Okay. Three percent of the profits will go to local families who have been affected by loss. What about the other ninety-seven percent? I mean, that's just crass, right? Needy go crass. off. It means greedy, exploitative, scummy. Low shoulder are American heroes. You take that back, needy less, Nikki. Girls. We need them now more than ever. That's enough. I'm already sick of that song. Uh, yeah, it's really poorly produced. <laughs> <laughs> it's really <laughs> poorly <laughs> produced. <laughs> oh, that's got to be the title. Okay? No. It's really I feel like Buddhist. My skin is breaking out. And People talking about literally our podcast. <laughs> literally our, literally yeah, our Apple podcast really reviews. It's really are you PMSing yourself? PMS isn't real. It was invented really? by the boy run media to make us seem crazy. PMS isn't real. Don't look at me like that. It's just Do you think PMS is real? What's where? Yes, I think I have. The, I think I have. I have like, the <laughs> PMS. That is so bad that each and every time it makes me want to permit um, sewers. Can I borrow your English homework again? You're kidding me. I'm not. Not, it's one where it's like premenstrual sporic disorder or something. Oh, I have that too. No, oh, oh, it's dark. <laughs> Mine isn't. <laughs> I think my mom has it too. It's like, it's bonkers. Oh, I lose it. I literally had to like up my antidepressants because of it. They're like, just take more antidepressants. <laughs> oh my god, this is the emo boy. Maybe like to go to a midnight showing of Rocky Horror the Bijou next weekend. Oh my god, he is a lip ring. And like also Needy is like kind of crushing on this boy, which is like Alyssa because she has a boyfriend. Um, fuck it. Okay. Forget it. That was random. You used to boys asking me out, Needy. Yo. Bitch. He's into maggot rock. He wears nail polish. My dick is bigger than this. Well, I think he's really cool. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Jennifer is a metaphor for needies. Wait, <laughs> Colin. Why don't you just come by my place tonight? I just got Aquamarine on DVD. It's about this girl who's like half sushi. I guess she has sex to a blowhole or something. Yo, Aquamarine's an excellent movie, by the way. <laughs> Great, yeah. Okay, I'll text you my address. Cool. We forgot to do an outro, but we're gonna actually split the movie into two parts. So this is part one, and then coming soon is gonna be part two, so stay tuned for that. If you like this episode, um, I hope I really hope you guys do. And we're going to keep on working, perfecting the format. I know it's rough in a lot of places and kind of jumbled. But you know what? What do you guys expect at this point? But we're, we're going to try, I promise. But yeah, bye guys.